Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Kooplings and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese and tonight we record episode 150 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. The best damn Nintendo show on the PSVG podcast network. I'm joined here each and every week by my co-host, the lovely Rebecca. How are you? I have been busy this week, but I'm doing good. Good. Very good. Also, the honorable... Garrett Bland, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'll take honorable. Are you guys ready to talk some Zelda news? I am always ready to talk Zelda news. <laughs> this is very, very exciting. But before we get into all of that fun, let us uh, say thanks to those that help support the show over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Thank you. Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Borboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Michael Masick, The Eggshin, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fulhaber, Paul Calicote, Rude Days 93, and newcomer Rob Emanuel. Thank you guys for supporting everything that you're doing. Um, all of the shows that I've been doing this week, and there have been many, too many podcasts. And I just wanted to quickly plug that this Saturday we release for the public feed a Decade of Horror Episode 1, the new scary movie horror podcast that PSVG is doing. I am thrilled beyond thrilled excited for this podcast if you can't see my chucky doll and uh, i think it's really really good so if you guys are in the halloween spirit and you like scary movies make sure you go subscribe to a decade of horror or if you support us on patreon you get the episodes a week early without further ado let us start like how we do each and every week but we haven't done it in a bit with what we're up to i'd like to start first because i'd like to keep it kind of brief because we have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. I am playing Golf Zero. It releases tomorrow on Switch. If you're listening to this on your podcast app, it's out now. Golf Zero is Super Meat Boy meets golf. And it's pretty awesome. Uh, on Xbox, it's only $4. It's $3.99. I think it was a promo price. I think it's so only cheap. I think it's only $5 to begin with. Um, so I, I saw it from a Nintendo news site. I immediately reached out to the dev. I was like, oh my God, I love golf games, golf story, PGA. <laughs> they were like, absolutely. What do you want? And I was like, I don't care. You give me one, I'll buy the other. So they gave me an Xbox code. I immediately bought one for Josh, which means I bought one for Kyle. And then I'm totally going to buy it tomorrow and play it on Switch too. It's really, really fun. So the short pitch of it is um, it's like Super Meat Boy kind of Celeste physics, like platforming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can like move in midair as long like the further you hold the direction. So you kind of float. And then you hit like a bullet time, like you freeze time, like max pain, like, you know, mm-hmm. you just freeze time and you have like this little three second clicker that that starts to turn. And in that window, you can hit golf shots. Um, so every level has a balloon to hit and a hole to hit. And it gets crazy. You got to jump like you've got to actually jump on enemies. You've got to jump off of like um, like springs that bounce you all across the level. You got to set up chain reactions and then freeze time at the right time. Hit a ball over there. Hit a ball over there. You got to hope that you do it on the right angle because if you don't, you got to start all over. It's super fast. You can just keep repeating, keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, it's great for five dollars. I can't recommend it. 
enough. And uh, if as long as everything runs as great as it should on Switch, and it should, this game is not demanding. Um, best golf game on Switch? Like this, I, Ooh, I, I was playing nice. it. And I was, I mean, again, if you don't count Golf Story, which I, I guess if you don't count this game. All right. So second best golf golf game on Switch, if you do <laughs> count Golf Story. That's a better way of putting it. It's really, really fun. The moment I started playing it, I don't know, three levels in, so a minute into playing it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I'd rather play this than PGA on Switch any day of the week. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is easy. There you go. That's so, not great. That's, yeah, that yeah. you're saying that it's it's one of the best golf games. And this, I said this on Twitter, this is proof that you can turn uh, golf into any genre game. Pretty between much. that and golf story. We need an RTS golf game. We need a, uh, a, card, I'll, battling, I'll a card battling golf game. <laughs> Give me a tactical RPG golf game. I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I also beat the last campfire like a week ago. So, uh, I, nice. I beat, um, Catherine. I was playing, um, Catherine full body. I beat that. I was going to start, as you guys know, um, um, one of the 2K games, right? I was going to either start Bioshock or I was going to start Borderlands. Okay. And then I realized I was like, oh, but Tony Hawk comes out in six days. Ooh. I was like, so I can't beat it before then, likely. So I'll, I'll pick up an indie game. So I picked up the last campfire. It's fantastic. Rebecca, I think you would like it. It's, I, yeah, it does look like the kind of game I would enjoy. It's, it's, I will say, I, I always hate doing this because I never really judge a game. It's short. I beat this game like two hours. It's That's real okay. short. Oh, wow. I, I think it's fine, but some people, you know, uh, it's $15. It, it is real nice. I did have a few occasional, like, hitch, like, gl- not hitch, like, slow down in the performance scale of framey at times, but it's like, um, it's like a Zelda game without the combat. It's like the Zelda dungeon puzzles if that was just the game. And that's a lot of like sliding totems around and activating switches and carrying, you know, two things to three places. And it's a lot of that type of stuff. You're turning fans to blow wind and all of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's not ununique. And, and I think it's, to be honest with you, for me, it's the right amount of length that I would want to do something like that. I don't want to play like seven hours of just that game. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's too much. Um, but in this little package, it does tell, um, it tells a charming story, although, I mean, it's kind of, I, I took away as kind of grief stricken kind of, you know, it's not like, oh, it's a everybody's happy hug kind of thing. You know, it's a little bit more than that, but it's just like um, emotional little ties and stuff like that. So it's good if you like that kind of stuff, but that's it for Will me. Will it make me cry? No, no. I mean, I didn't care about any, it's not like Ori. I didn't care about the story at all, but you know, like it goes out of its way to try and elicit some emotions, you know, and it's not like, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, okay. it, it is what it is. What about you, Rebecca? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh. For the past two weeks, I have beat a few games. I'll go through them quickly because I know people really want us to get to the Hyrule Warriors. Um, I did finish Secret of Mana. I really loved it. Definitely my type of game. Um, uh, I think I talked a little bit about uh, the things that I didn't like about it um, last time, Um, but I love the music. I love that the the story was very straightforward, really good boss battles. Um, I wish the characters got a little bit more development. Um, but really beautiful world. Um, one of the better Super Nintendo games that I've played this year. Um, I did beat Turtles in Time, which has all of the polish um, that I love of that era. Um, I tried to beat um, uh, Super Punch-Out, which mm-hmm. requires too much patience and quick reflexes than what I have. Um, so maybe I'll return to that someday. I don't know if I ever will beat it, but I'll try. Um, I picked up randomly Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which yeah. I'm starting to play, um, but I didn't get too far in it because I have been 
chess deep in a different Switch game that I will talk more in depth about next week that I cannot say what it is right now. A Switch game or Switch games? It is it's Switch games, but it's also oh. a game. Hmm. So. Do, you have any, do you have any history with this franchise? <laughs> I have a small amount of history with mm-hmm. this franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. I, I don't think it's, it can't be like popular, important or anything. Oh, it must be Fire Emblem. It's got to be it's, like a... It's pretty big, bigger than Fire Emblem, but... Oh, okay, okay. I, I, like I said, I will share more about that um, next week, but that's pretty much all I've been playing this week because I, uh, I will I will talk more about it next week. It's, I'll just leave it at that. Chat's trying to guess your thing. <laughs> Have you ever tried to create a list of other games that are better than these games? Oh, you know, I that might be might have happened. <laughs> that might have happened a couple times. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I cannot say anymore. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, I've been playing a lot of old stuff. Um, all of that's on hold right now as I hmm. play nothing else but this. Okay. Let me, can you talk a little bit more about Black Flag now? Because <laughs> I like this game a lot. And I want to hear a little bit of yeah. your impressions because you're I on your stream. You and Donnie are very polar opposites with this, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's down on the Switch port. which yes. is No, I like is, the games. The games different. are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just down on it because of the um, the, the the graphics and performance? The graphics. You wanna, know, wanna, I don't wanna, care oh. about that at all. So okay, so then let me challenge you on this side. Uh, we'll we'll do like a, a sandwich here. We'll have like a little uh, Assassin's <laughs> Creed Oreo moment. So you say you don't care about the graphics at all. So like the aliasing and the edging in the environment and like the lighting. So when I was playing Black Flag, like the first when you wash up on the beach. I was like, oh, man, look how good this game looks. I think it's pretty. And then I got into the actual game where you start doing the training and everything. And then I started like walking around the woods and the like all of the foliage on the ground and on the and, and in the trees. It almost appears. And I know people that have played games know what I'm trying to. I don't know the best way of describing it. Mm-hmm. It's because the lighting is trying to like show shadows like as you're right. moving it makes it look like it's blinking. Like the yeah. light just kind of, you just see like blinking you bushes. You're like, what, what is happening right now? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Um, okay. I'm sure it looks a lot better on other consoles. Like a lot better. That's that's fine. That's fine with me. I think it, it mm-hmm. looks just fine on the switch. It looks pretty to me. Um, I don't really care about that. I care about the gameplay. I care about everything else besides that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great. Like I, I know it's not Zelda like, but for some reason it feels Zelda like in some I ways to me. Creed is, yeah. I think yeah. Creed is Zelda-like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I really love how smooth the, the climbing is, and it feels like it's a huge parkour game. It's mm-hmm. the best very way to much, describe very it. Very much so. Um, I keep getting distracted with all the different chests yes. and missions, and um, it's one of those games where it's hard to put down. So I, I'm actually really looking forward to getting back to that after I'm done. This I, I have the reputation of being too harsh on Switch ports, so I'm happy to wield that. Uh, I would nice. never play this anywhere else. So this is, I mean, this is my first time playing Assassin's Creed. It's, it looks pretty to me and it's, it's fun. That's, That's all I the care case about. To make for, that is the case to make for Switchboards. Mm-hmm. Donnie, and I can play it portably. So, so Donnie, you need to see Rebecca stream this. <laughs> I am not good at it. Oh my gosh, the controls. <laughs> very stabby. I don't know. I don't know about that because I watched her play Golf Story and I almost like had it, like an aneurysm. <laughs> She was going through a fort, and I'm like, please, just assassinate them. Why the last time I watched her play Golf Story, I legit, like, crashed her stream. I was like, wait a second. I'm going to call you. I need you to pick up the phone. (laughs) I'm going to walk you through how to do this. (laughs) But I'm so glad you're trying it out. 
I am. And, and hopefully he can play a little bit more of it. Assassin's Creed games are long. So just bear <laughs> with it. That's okay. And you know, the reason that I say it's, it's uh, the reason that I crush the graphics so much is not just because of the Switch. It's because uh, like there are other better games that do it, right? Like Bioshock, yeah. I'm playing on Switch. Bioshock looks fantastic. Borderlands mm. looks good, but Bioshock looks amazing on Switch. I'm, I'm impressed when I'm playing Bioshock in portable mm. mode. In portable mode, I'm playing Bioshock, and I'm like, this looks great. And then mm. you boot up a game like Assassin's Creed, and you're like, this doesn't look so good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I honestly only I only point these flaws out in that kind of an aspect. It's just to point out the differences between good ports and bad ports. I mean, everything else has been totally fine with it. Like, if that's the worst problem with it, I think it's a good port. Mm-hmm. It runs well. Like, I haven't had any, like, technical issues. That's so. true. And the cutscenes are good. Like, yeah, all that's true. I can I can mm-hmm. stand up for all of that as well. All right, guys. Yes, I, I beat Ocarina of Time. I, I beat it last week, early last week. Um, yeah, uh, so from last time, uh, I was uh, beating the Spirit Temple. Is that what it's called? The last mm-hmm. one? Okay, cool. Um, that was a fine uh, temple as well, fine dungeon. Um, I want to rank the dungeons. Um Ooh. Between in, in Ocarina of Time, because I have definitely my favorites and definitely not s- my favorites in there. Oh, uh, maybe, fair. yeah, maybe finish uh, Majora's Masks first and see if I can do a combined ranking between the dungeons. Um, we'll see. I need to think about it some more. For sure, Water Temple is my number one right now. It's it's so good. I don't know That's why it, it caught me. Um, but Spirit Temple was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the boss was... Um, was the two uh, witches, and I like how kind of comedic it was with that boss versus the others. Um, I, I think that was kind of interesting and took a little bit out of like all the seriousness and whatever. Um, so that was good. And then, all right, up to the castle. All right, Ganondorf's castle. Uh, it was good. I liked the various trials I had to do, but I was kind of stuck. Um, where I had to get the extra gauntlets or whatever, the gold gauntlets. Yep. I, I remember I, I did get them. I just didn't know what to do with them. It was though the rock was so faded into the background. I didn't know I, I was able to move those big rocks. Um, so that was just the one thing that I was like, eh, okay, cool. Um, but other than that, pretty smooth to get all the separate trials at the bottom. Ganondorf. I hate Ganondorf's battle. A lot. The first oh, half of it. Ew, why? Yes. It's so much fun though. No, it's not fun. It's it's so not fun. So for me, um, I, I guess I just didn't get it if you guys think it was so much fun. Um, he kept hitting the ground. I kept going down. And I just didn't know what to do. You gotta stand on the corners. Those are the only ones that don't fall. I mean, I was trying to get to the corners. He kept he kept just beating me to the ground. And good? then I was like, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm back to the ground. I, I get my hearts at the bottom. So you need to stream this so I can make fun of you the same Ooh, way you make fun of me when I play yeah. Assassin's Creed. No, you're right. You're right. You're, Gauntlet, you're probably pun intended. Thrown. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I wish I can stream my 3ds. I can, but Wi-Fi is so far away now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I just didn't like it because I kept going down all the time. All right. And then um, I had to escape the castle and then face Ganon. That was actually not as difficult as Ganondorf's battle, which was... Uh, and I don't know if my timing was off, like facing him with his his uh, magic bullet power or whatever. I just 
I didn't get the timing right all the time. I, I I don't know what I was doing wrong. Maybe I was doing too early or too late. Did I just used so the bottle. You're saying that we should what? play tennis because I will win. I mean, I play tennis. <laughs> so if you want to play tennis, sure. That's, that the problem is you didn't use the bottle. I didn't know <laughs> oh, I could no, use the bottle. No, don't talk. Don't what talk the heck? <laughs> what is up with don't, these? Don't, like, li- don't listen to him. What? Oh, okay. He's he's faking it. All right. All no, right. you can use the bottle. Am oh, I? you can? Yeah. Right. Can you? Yeah. Who knows? These are mysteries the world will never know. (laughs) Okay, I'm done with that game. Anyways, (laughs) the game was great. (laughs) Other than that, I you know, I I have I have picked this game a lot throughout my journey. Despite all those picks and nitpicky things, I think it's a very special game. And and I agree with you that if I was a kid and I was playing this all the time, I'd probably be obsessed for this game as much as you guys, because it's so good even today. So it's it's still held up. So that's pretty much it with Ocarina of Time. I started Majora's Mask uh, on 3DS. And can I ask you guys something? Because I went through the start of it. Um, seems pretty, a, a very epic uh, beginning of it. Um, but I, I heard some people actually from the GG app Discord that I shouldn't play the 3DS port. Of Majora's Mask. Okay, I think we talked about this. It's fine. They did okay. make some things um, different about it that are not good changes, but mm-hmm. you're you're playing a perfectly fine version. Okay, I, I'm going to just go through the 3DS version because that's what I have, and I yeah. want to put it on an emulator. It's better to play it that way than not at all. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I, I don't have much more than I've just started. I've gotten to the observatory. It seems pretty straightforward for now. I know it's going to get a lot confusing a little later, um, but that's pretty much it for Majora's Mask. I'll, I'll still keep, I'll keep at it. I haven't actually played in a little bit, but maybe this weekend I'll play a little more. And then, of course, more Atelier Riza, Donnie's favorite JRPG <laughs> of all time. That's right, Atelier Riza. It's just comfort food to me, guys. Terror it's, it's Rising, a- Atelier. <laughs> you know what? Rising. Atel- that was Triple H's wrestling name in WCW. I know that. Yeah. I got it. I'm with you, Garrett. Terrorizing. <laughs> sure. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so it's basically JRPG comfort food to me. It's it's If you think like um, Shin Megami Tensei is like Dark Souls of the JRPGs, this is, is like the animal... Yeah, this is like the Animal Crossing of, <laughs> of JRPGs. It's very oh. light. It's very... Um, it's, it's not that hard. Um, it's just grindy. Um, I love the crafting in it. Uh, but I'll play. I'll, I'll talk more into detail later because we got a lot of news. When so. you call something the the Animal Crossing of JRPGs, I just think like you just grind forever. Like a how? <laughs> like, every time you've got to build attacks, and then they you they they break after three turns. You got to go collect more oh, things no. and build more of. <laughs> I mean, you actually craft a lot oh, in this no. game. I can't wait to get into detail later on. So that's Donnie? an app description. Great. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. I'll edit that out. <laughs> This guy. I'll do like a highlights version. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to say the word. Give the people the what they want. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We've want. kept them at bay long enough. Guys, we have a new freaking Zelda game announced by Nintendo this week. Boy, were we, were we wrong last week. We were asked <laughs> if there was a November game. Um, and that's probably me. I led the way on that. I am consider me shocked and stunned and surprised that... Um, I follow the news as much as I have, and I have never heard a peep of this game even being in development. And the fact that they showed it to us and it's coming out soon 
is a joy that the video game industry rarely delivers. You know, like that's really, really good mm-hmm. on them for being able to do that. Um, especially considering that I've been fawning over everything Persona Strikers for a year, months, at least months, but definitely like maybe even a year now. Um, trying yeah. to find every bit of news. I figured I would have come across something. I'm not surprised that this game is happening. Um, but I am surprised that it's happening with like no notice and as fast as it is. Yeah. When I first got the news and I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be at best the spring game next year. And then they hit November. I was like, mouth like, drop. What? It's like, wow. Yeah. That's like a hype moment that uh, seldom does it happen, especially when you follow the news as much as we do as podcasters. But when it does happen, it's it's very, very special. So. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for Switch. Now, let me go ahead and open this up. I watched this trailer twice. I watched it when it happened. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it about an hour later with Jack when he came to ask me if I'd watched it. Jack is getting to that age now where he is following like video game news via YouTube. Yes. And he's pitching in to like show prep. Like he told uh-huh. me tonight, he was like, Dad, do you know, like the DLC for Pokemon is supposed to be out in November. He's like, just in case you want to like mention it on the show. I was like, thanks, oh. Jack. I appreciate that. <laughs> He's so cool. You watch out. We're going to replace you. That, that's him. that. He'd be the better Reese to choose. Um, <laughs> he definitely completes more games than I do. So I'll give him that. He's, oh, by the way, tangent aside, he's played like every Pokemon game in like last month. He's beat wow. gold. He's beat let's go. He's played um he's played my shield. He beat his sword. He's just been That's on a awesome. Pokemon crate. He won't stop. He's just playing Pokemon over and over again. Anyway, um so I said that to say this. I haven't I have not listened to any podcast about it. I haven't dived to any secrets or anything like I don't have I don't think I have a mm-hmm. whole lot of, you know, like insider Easter eggs. I have not gone over all of the news that this trailer had. Um, so I'll read what came in the press release, and then we'll get into some questions you guys can fill in here. So it's the new entry in the in the series, Hyrule Warriors. We already know we had the first one. It's also on Switch, the deluxe version, which is fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity takes place 100 years before the main story in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Players will be transported to a time before the Great Calamity happened, participating in epic battles against the backdrop of familiar locations in Hyrule before they were the s- destroyed. You get to play as recognizable characters. Zelda, Link, all the champions. Very excited. All the champions. Totally told you guys, what, like three or four episodes ago when we were talking about how would you do High Warriors 2? Totally have to play as the champions. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to do that. And then Nintendo of America also confirmed that um, the, the new uh, Amiibo, Champions Amiibo, will be re-released. Mm-hmm. So you'll have Daruk and Rivali and Urbosa and all of them. They'll all come back out. So if you didn't get those Amiibo, you can go ahead and get those. And then um, Nintendo of America confirmed in the presser and then also today that they will have more news to share next Saturday or two Saturdays from now, Saturday mm-hmm. the, the 26th. That is during Tokyo Game Show. And um, mm-hmm. Koei Tecmo has, uh, has a presentation. So I imagine that whatever they're going to tell us will be either in conjunction or at the same time or mm-hmm. whatever they announce over there. Probably a collector's edition, I imagine. Um, I think the first game had a collector's edition. You got like, was it like a scarf or a, or a blanket or something? Mm-hmm. I think there's already details out in Japan for, for there a There is a collector's edition for Japan. I'm very jealous of it. It is a blanket that looks like the glider. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the item that I want really badly. Outside of that... I, m- I don't think they would have held on to the news for like a theme console, maybe, maybe a light or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I don't really 
see them doing hardware. I think if they were doing hardware, they would have done it for Mario. Um, I think they're having mm-hmm. trouble with uh, with production right now for that kind of thing. So I don't really see that happening. I think that's a good bet. And then uh, mm-hmm. maybe they'll just uh, dive more into you know game details and story. For sure, more details yeah, of the combat. So. Yeah. Okay. So um, knowing that and what was shown, what did you guys think? Well, I, I liked Hyrule Warriors. Um, I This mm. looks way better. I am way yes. more excited for this than the first Hyrule Warriors. Um, I'm also loving the trend of them announcing a game and having it come out pretty quickly, like within a month or two, not like, okay, like it could be months or years down the line. Um, I hope they continue with that trend. Um, as for the game itself, I'm well, so hang on a second. Hang on a second. Now, okay. I'm with you. I like that idea. I love these surprises and their, their short time cycles. But that means to do that, it means you got to go months at a time without any news and nothing on the horizon. Remember, we've been talking about that all year long. Everybody mm-hmm. talking about what a bad year this is for Switch. And so, like, would you trade <laughs> Would you trade that for the other? You're happy to not know for long periods of time if they hit you with something and it's out soon? Yeah, I would. Okay. This, this year's been fine for me. Mm-hmm. I've been playing other stuff. I know not everybody uh, agrees with that. Um I'm perfectly content to work on the games that I have unplayed while I wait for those announcements and then get to play them as, you know, for very soon after they're announced. That's fine with me. But what did we get? We got, um, so we got, we get, we get Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. we get the Mario collection, we get Pikmin. Yep. We get Pikmin. Uh, we got Clubhouse Games, we get Pokemon DLC, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem DLC. That was this year, right? Yes. Right? I have a whole list. Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles. Thank you. Uh, what was the Tokyo. other? What was the other port? Didn't mention Animal Crossing. Tokyo Mirage oh, Sessions. Tokyo Are we Mirage just Sessions. Ports? Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like first party content at the moment. Did you say Paper Mario? Paper, Paper Mario. Mario. That's another one I played. That for <laughs> the game you played, right? Completely <laughs> forgot about that. Animal Crossing. Um, duh. Mystery Dungeon. Mystery Dungeon. Mystery as well. Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, did you say Tokyo? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mirage Sessions. I'm Technically, to... Pokemon Cafe Mix. Ooh, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, um, the uh, jump rope. <laughs> the no, jump no, rope. That challenge. doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting the Mario 35 for the online service. Mm-hmm. That, okay. And Mario Kart Live. That weird mm-hmm. good job game that was published by them. No, not counting that. Not counting that. Okay. So I'm counting 14 releases. And at least half, what, six or seven of those are what we would call major releases, even if they're not, mm-hmm. like, even if the they're The cadence of Pyrrhal DLC is coming. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's another true. one. You know what? Um, that's as good as damn year as you can get most years from Nintendo, period. Like, very <laughs> seldom do you get that mm-hmm. much content. Now, people may not feel that way because that content came at polar ends of the year, filled by a long eight-month reign of Animal Crossing, but... Like, that's not the point. The point is, how many things did they give you in a year? In a year with COVID, no less. Like, even not even factoring that into this, they still had a really solid year. Like, that's a lot of content. For sure. That's a lot of content. So people have got to let that opinion go, I think. I think. Because if your opinion is, this was a bad year, guess what? You're going to have, like, a life of letdown (laughs) from Nintendo. Like, they can't be held to that. Mm -hmm. So that's a high standard. For sure, so. this Hyrule, this Age of Calamity is uh, totally by surprise because I thought, you know, Persona Five, I, it's Strikers or Scramble, one Whatever, or the other. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was going to come out first, and and seeing this, I'm like, eh, okay, cool. I'm I'm so happy for people that you know are into this story and then likes the Muso games to to get this game ready to go. 
Um, and I think Omega Force, I, I I put this on Twitter, but like they have a great position in that industry where they can just go to a lot of third party partners and be so involved with their development and just put that warriors flavor in there. And they just got themselves a, probably a good quality, you know, game right there. Um, so I'm excited for it. The, the thing is it releases the day after cyberpunk. So mm. it's, it's not going to be on my radar this year, probably. Oh. Um, maybe next year. I don't know. I might just lose it. And I'm just like, if it's really, really that good, I may go back to it and, and get it. But did you just get um the first Hyrule Warriors recently? I did. You I did. just recently got that one. Did yeah. you play it yet? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I plan to to go through that um a little bit more before I even you know focus on getting this one. Yeah, I don't. That's fair. I think that's fair. I don't think anybody needs to feel like they have to play the first one to get the second one. For sure. By all accounts, the stories are completely different. Yes. Um, but I do I do enjoy the first one quite a bit. It's definitely the best way to play that game. It is so improved over the the Wii U version. Um nice. so you got a great game. It was good. I feel like this there. is this is even more focused though. Like it's not just a okay, it's a general right. Zelda theme. This is Breath of the Wild focused. It's gonna have, I think, a more succinct story. Yep. Um is it yeah, canon? I, I really I think it's canon, they right? Implied, I think they were said that it was that it was. I saw canon, a lot of people so. asking that after the thing, and my my initial take that I wanted to bring to the podcast was it's canon until Nintendo gives us something else. You know, like you can't make yeah. a Breath of the Wild game with all the Breath of the Wild characters and then go, but it's not canon. Like it's canon. <laughs> and say until, it's a prequel. Yeah, story. It's, it's a yeah. prequel story. It's it's yeah. canon until they until they come out with another art book or something that changes the game. Mm-hmm. Which they can always do, but I, I'm assuming that it's canon because uh, Nintendo Zelda team is working with them on all the dialogue yeah. and all the story and everything, which made me want to ask you if you thought it maybe was going to be a shorter experience, Rebecca. Shorter? Yeah, because it, it seems to be, I mean, if it's really focused like on that event, um, like I don't necessarily think we'll have like the three path, 30 stage epic that is Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> not but i wouldn't expect it to be a short experience i think mm. i think they'll flesh it out i think they'll find some some space there yeah they okay. have many characters to play oh for sure in this one yeah. yeah i think so um we have lots of questions related to uh hyrule warriors that's good um yeah uh g-man wants to know with age of calamity taking place before link sleeps for 100 years will this lead to the whole disaster with calamity taking over by the end of it, or will we have an alternate timeline where Link and the champions have saved Hyrule? What are your predictions for how this will end? Definitely destruction and apocalypse. I want, I want disaster. <laughs> yeah, all of it. Like, yeah. So, one of the things that I do remember from the trailer that I think I'm most excited about, and, it, and it, there's a part of me that feels a little bittersweet on this because it was something that I always wanted in the first game. It was actually kind of what I pitched for the DLC of the first game is I either wanted to rebuild Hyrule or go back to win it before it was like destroyed. Mm-hmm. And in the first trailer, like you see like towns and cities and you see the throne room mm-hmm. and like I so badly like want to go walk around in there and talk to all the people. Like that's the instant urge that I get to seeing. I'm like, oh my God. But even just seeing it, is going to be very exciting. Oh, it um, looks so pretty. It really does. And and I'm really excited to see, you know, what these towns looked like before they were rebuilt. Like what was this Breath of the Wild Hyrule that we never got to see? And the only way to do that is to put you there and then blow it all up. So I want to see it end with the very <laughs> last memory from Breath of the Wild where, you know, that that attack and he gets put into the um that sleep chamber and like yep. that's how it ends. Like that would be so good. And I think, <laughs> you know, it, it is going to be I've seen a lot of people say it's going to be like a downer, you know, like, but it, I think they'll do it in a, in a, like a sacrificial, <laughs> hopeful way 
with Zelda and whatnot, you know, like it'll be like the ultimate sacrifice and all that. And like, it just happens right at the last minute and all that. So you'll I feel good about Zelda. it when it happens. Yeah. And yeah, I it'll be it. a great way to lead right into, you know, the next game. If you want to keep going, if you haven't already played. Which speaking of which Yarden wants to know whether you're playing it for the first time or replaying it. Should we play breath of the wild before age of calamity or wait until after, since it's technically a prequel. If they do the story well, which I assume they will, then I would like I would say play it this way. Play play Warriors first and then play Breath of the Wild. Now I think, you know, for probably thirty million of us out there, we don't have the choice. Um so but maybe mm-hmm. if I had the option, if I could go back, yeah, I would probably have liked to have had more backstory because here's the thing. Breath of the Wild um has a story, but it's not full of like a lot of details and yeah. lore and stuff to go over. You have to think that, especially with what High War Warriors had in the first one, that this is gonna be just chucked full of fan service and stuff like that's that's why you do Mm -hmm. this game so it's going to be about the story the understanding easter eggs and nods to breath of the wild 2 and just a lot of backfill just a lot of backstory that i I don't think breath of the wild has i think um i'll reverse that i think you should play breath of the wild first um just to i mean like i understand the story is very convoluted um and you got uh, like a bunch of um past memories that you got to piece together but I think that just sets up to what the game could be for uh, this this Warriors game. And it, again, th- these are two completely different games, like in terms of gameplay, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. and it, you got to come in realizing that these aren't like um, like the same game, like a sequel like Breath of the Wild 2. So just be, the, be in there to expect that this game is a Musou game and we're going to just have fun destroying a lot of these, these goblin monster guys than just um being link so but i think you should play breath of the wild first because it's a really good game <laughs> that just, and I, not just as a good game but i feel like part of the um part of the lore of breath of the wild is the fact that he lost his memory and you're piecing together yeah. what happened in this world and you're uncovering those memories and um I, if you're playing it for the first time i feel like it would take away from that experience to have yeah. all of the the knowledge of what happened before you went into it. Okay. It's like, it's like you already know. It's, yeah. it, you don't have like a, like a thing to keep you going in Breath of the Wild, even though the game plays really, really good. Um, As so. I mean, there way, would be some player. slight spoilers, <laughs> and you guys are right. It would take that part away from it. Um, one of the things I did in our many, many review casts of Breath of the Wild is um, I agree that the story is good. The cutscenes in Breath of the Wild are good, or at least some of them are. Um, mm-hmm. Is it like essential to playing the game, the gameplay? I didn't think so. Yeah, I think it's like, you can beat the whole game without it. It's like 30 minutes of my 100 hours spent with that game. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have lots of questions about the characters. Chris wants to know, uh, he wants us to do speculating on the playable characters, I guess, beyond what we saw. Ooh. He coughed, coughed, baby guardian egg, which we didn't mention. <laughs> the little egg, the guardian. I did kind of want to ask if anybody wanted to play as guardian. You know what they're going to do with this baby guardian, right? Mm-mm. Really? No. Oh my I, god! I've seen so many theories about this that it's going to be like our ally, that it's going to be our friend. We're going to love it, it's, and then there, it's going to become like corrupted and turn on us, and we're going to have to kill it. That's what's going to happen. That's amazing. Clip this is going to be good. Um, so, in the first Hyrule Warriors, you could play as villains, and uh, it was kind of a different twist, and what really mm-hmm. sets that game apart. And if you're applying that to this, I don't really want to play as Ganon. Although the thunder, like the 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 blight Ganons wouldn't be bad because they're pretty cool, um, but I would much mm-hmm. rather play as a, a guard. I would love to be 
put behind the wheels of a guardian and let loose on like hundreds of enemies. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like just tear this town to pieces. That, that would be, be a legit. fun little level. <laughs> For the villains, what about a Giga clan member? That's good, a little generic, but that's good. What about um So we're gonna get to play as Impa? Because she's in like know. we saw her in the cutscene yeah, and she um, looked younger, right? Yeah, maybe a younger yeah. Impa. So she looked able able to fight mm-hmm. so i imagine we can play as her and we'll play as the champions mm-hmm. um hmm. i feel like i need to look up a wiki or something <laughs> zelda and link of course characters like who would fight yeah i, I wonder if it's gonna be really more story focus because that's what it looked like in the trailer more than any other muso game i've seen it's gonna be like persona 5 scramble where yeah. it's it's all gonna be about those characters I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. It's just champions, Zelda and Link. Um, uh, BVM wants to know if Age of Calamity will include characters from the first Hyrule Warriors, do we think? They introduced a couple. Um, like Volga or Sia? Yeah, or like Lana? new. Yeah. I wish, but I don't think so. I think the fact that they've tied this to actual canon story means that we won't get any of that. I don't think they will. Do would. you think we'll get new characters beyond them who were not in Breath of the Wild, who maybe died before the events of breath of the wild and we just never heard of them. That's possible. There's something to do there. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was looking up Zelda stuff. So, I mean, you could play as a Robbie cast. Cast would be good. That would be real good. Cast would be good. What about the, um, what about the, 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 the Korok with the, with the Maracas? Oh, has to. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That would be good. And then I'm looking here. I got a beetle. Um, or, or Robbie characters be alive 100 years ago. I have no idea. <laughs> it's Zelda. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if, if time they, is irrelevant in this game, <laughs> if they want to make it so it absolutely can be, but I have no idea. I have no clue. I would love for them to add in like some new characters. Cause that would be really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. and it would be a good storyline, especially if you lost them along the way. Um, and I, again, I don't think they will, but, I really love like Volga and Sia and like what they do to the Hyrule Warriors little mm-hmm. mini verse thing that they do is I thought it was great, like a great addition. I was talking to somebody about it today, actually, and uh, they were like, you know, I just thought he looked uh, they were telling me about Volga and they're like, I thought he looked generic. And I was like, he looks like one of the one for one on one people is what he looks like. It's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> it came out of I think game. they'll give us new characters like that, not the same ones, but new characters that are similar, uh, serve a similar purpose. That would be cool. Jeffrey wants to know which champion are you most excited to play as in Age of Calamity? And what do you think their super move will be? Daruk. 100%. Like, to me, mm-hmm. it's not even a question. Like, he's yeah. amazing. One, he has these like, big chains and he sounds awesome. He moves and he lumbers around. He always has, like, these cheesy big smiles. He's got this <laughs> big ass sword and hammer and everything. Like, yeah, that's absolutely what I want to I want to play as him. Um, just be just beast mode. And uh, what was that that trial that you get when you, uh, like, climb all the way, all the way to the top of the thing and all that? And then you get to be, like, strong um goron and all that did you do that one like the shrine at the top probably yeah like oh. i just yeah <laughs> I, want, I want all of that stuff baked in i want to mm-hmm. walk around and call everybody brother and everything like that's easily is a lot of fun what about you garrett uh for me you know looking through the trailer just just seeing the gameplay Urbosa was looking pretty good in in that combat especially that dodge where she just like twirled around and just like sideswiped that enemy i was like i want to play her I think I think you know she kind of sold me on it, and I think that's kind of the first character I would be interested in. 
She's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Mifa is my favorite champion. Um, I'm very curious about how they're going to handle her because she's not really a fighter. She's a healer. No. Um, she has healing powers. She heals mm. Link. Um, but I do think they'll, they'll give her the trident. Um, they'll give her some, you know, some fun water moves probably. Um, I would say Urbosa though would be my favorite that I'm most looking forward to for the reasons Garrett said. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, none of us mentioned Rivali, but I imagine um, like he'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, he'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I imagine we'll have like a lot of funny like quips between him and Link and all that. And, like mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be good. That'll be a lot of fun. Any more? That's it for the questions. Okay. Um, they also gave an update on Breath of the Wild. Uh, Zelda producer Eiji Onuma or Al Newman. I always like to make that joke. It's old, old Shaq reference. Uh, regarding the Breath of the Wild sequel, in order to make a va- the make the vast world you enjoyed exploring in the original game even more impressive, the team is hard at work on its development. So you'll have to wait a bit longer until we can provide more updates. And uh, I'll just save my comments for this for a story later. Unless you guys have anything else you want to share now. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Um, Hyrule Warriors <laughs> announcement follows several leaked or hinted at announcements. One Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 Complete Edition is coming to Switch later this month. Went ahead and pre-ordered it. It leaked out and then it was a, it was confirmed. Ninja Gaiden apparently is getting a trilogy, if you believe Hong Kong's largest game distributor, coming to mm-hmm. PS4 and Switch in early 2021. Sadly, No More Heroes 3 was delayed as Suda51 took to Twitter to announce that due to coronavirus complications and development, mm-hmm. they've had to push the game back. Um, it's sad, but it's not surprising. I've been, I think, more or less saying on this show for like two months that it was game was definitely getting delayed. Uh, I, I, I do. I will. I will add a little conjecture here. I thought it would have been nice if that port is true for them to announce that port while we wait. Mm-hmm. The only reason that I don't think that might be the case is because it might be a part of like one of their partner directs or something, you know, coming mm-hmm. up to like be like a surprise announcement. That at least will give me some hope because I would imagine if it was true and it's not a part of one of those announcements that I would imagine that this would have been a really good time to announce it. Yeah. So definitely. if I'm trying to keep hope, that's the only thing I can really think about it. But 2021, I'll be here when it gets here. Today... Ubisoft, Ubisoft held their Ubisoft forward and they highlighted some games that are coming to Nintendo Switch. So Scott Pilgrim versus the world will Mm -hmm. hit Nintendo Switch. It was announced it's coming. It is a re-release. It's not a remaster. It's not a remake. It is a re-release of the game. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, have you ever played it? Mm -mm. You ever watched the movie? No. And actually, it's funny to say that because my friend... It told me I need to watch this movie because it has Zelda references. Go to Amazon buy and buy it right now. It's four ninety nine on Blu-ray. Today. I think I do now. Do it. Um, I love, it's so good. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's fantastic. Yes. It's great. Yeah. I often bring it up as like my best movie based on a video game, but then all the comic book people <laughs> yell at me about how that's not the case and all that. So um, I don't know anything about this game or the, anything about it. So you play, um, you play Scott Pilgrim who's mm-hmm. kind of i don't know like he's a he's a geek normal average high school is boy. he average though he's kind of like he's kind of geeky he's kind he's of geeky, kind of, kind of like league. a loser you know like yeah, he's kind of yeah. like you know he's a, like an outsider kind of he's not cool he's not like football player or anything like he's that. not no. even like kind either he's just a loser yeah he's like, kind of like kind an, of, like in a weezer cover band it's kind of like yeah. what this guy is oh, i like him already and um <laughs> he he falls for oh um, what's her name ramona 
That sounds right. Oh my gosh, he, I need to rewatch this he movie. He falls now. for Ramona. I think it's chat. Help me. I feel good yes. on this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to I'm going to push through and, and hope that I feel like I'm right. So mm-hmm. he he falls through he falls for Ramona. Mm-hmm. Um but to like win her heart over, she he has to conquer her like deadly ex-boyfriends, like her evil yes. ex-boyfriends. And every <laughs> ex-boyfriend is like a douche of some kind. He's done something wrong and you've got to go and beat them all up. And um so, okay, so I own this game. What makes this game notable? You know, every, um, I should say, we should have said this at the top. I feel bad now. What makes this game notable is that it was delisted. Like, that's why yes. people are excited. This game came out down. on Xbox 360 and PS3 and was delisted. It is no longer available for purchase. You can't, I, I think you can re-download it if you own it, because I still have it. Uh, for licensing reasons, I presume, like with over mm-hmm. the IP and maybe like some music and stuff. Um so they had this game. It's it's an IP that a lot of people are really fond of, and then they pulled it, and it's never been able to have again. So the fact that it's being re-released has a lot of people excited, which I will bring up my biggest miss from this story, which I tweeted about earlier. How can they not release this physically? I'm like appalled that they it's digital only release. Like people would snatch copies of this just for that comforting feeling that it will never be taken away from them again. Just having a little cartridge or a disc would make so many people feel so happy. Um, but the game itself, um, for those that haven't played it, the game itself is basically River City Ransom, River City Girls, what I said in the chat earlier. It's very much the same thing. It has the Scott Pilgrim animation. The game isn't a whole lot like the movie. They are different, but they're, you know, loosely the same thing. And, um, but yeah, it's a beat em up. It's a side scrolling beat em up. And you go in there and you, push all the buttons uh yeah i just saw hipster pop geek it is digital only yeah. i believe it's 15 dollars. i think they announced that too it's 14.99 digital only that probably means i'm buying two copies because i'm gonna buy it on xbox where i know that they're gonna protect my purchases going forward and i'll buy one on switch and let's hope i have no idea what the future holds over here limited, limited time to get it making you snatch up that purchase right away i hope a uh, limited run or somebody gets in there and and can help mm-hmm. because i would i definitely want a physical copy of this game if at all possible we'll pay full price we'll pay 60 dollars for a physical copy of you'll Scott pay 60 dollars for this <laughs> world um i i don't i didn't write a date down so that's on me sorry i was doing the notes and then i had to do dinner and stuff so i didn't get there as i feel like i'm a little unprepared for the notes this week than i normally am <laughs> um <laughs> the other game that was shown today uh from ubisoft was immortals phoenix rising coming to mm-hmm. nintendo switch and other consoles dated for december 3rd and boy if you're excited about zelda I think you got a lot to be excited about this. I've actually known about this for a couple weeks now as a friend of the show has been playing it and uh, has been kind of talking to uh, to some of us offline about it. And uh, that's why I mentioned, uh, I think about a week and a half ago, I had mentioned that it's it's Zelda cross Kid Icarus. And that's that's basically what the game is. It is Breath of the Wild. Looks like it. It's a Breath of the Wild clone. It's 100% a Breath of the Wild clone. It has the same shrine puzzles. It has the same like glide mechanics. You look through a telescope to drop pins on the map that you can Mm -hmm. then see into the distance. It is 100% a Breath of the Wild clone with some other little things knotted in there. And unfortunately, apparently, it's got like a bunch of different currencies. Jeff Grubb tweeted today. I was like, oh, God. I saw that. Good, Good <laughs> like, job, Ubisoft. You're going to Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Like, they're just going to do this. Definitely a Ubisoft game. The oh. right amount of polish uh, to be enjoyable like a Zelda game, though. Maybe, maybe not. I think, we'll that, you know, we'll see. We'll see how well this f- game design formula translates to a non-Zelda IP. 
I am particularly very excited to play this game. I've pre-ordered it. I'm going to play it on Xbox because what was shown today was really pretty. And I don't think it's going to look that pretty on Switch. It's going to chug, I think, on on Switch. Yeah, just knowing like Zelda. Because like, here's the thing. Zelda didn't have that much style in in the you know in the world and detail that right. this game has and zelda is at like 720 and it drops <laughs> well below 20 at sometimes it chops yeah yeah so i was like ooh yeah i'm not going to do that and so. and it's you can see the interface of that game it's very ubisoft where there's a bunch of just tags there's many maps i mean there's just a you, lot you going have the on Assassin's in that game creed destiny it, reticle to no select joke. everything i'm just like goodness gracious yeah. this, this is a ubisoft game if i ever seen one Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw like what you said, like the bracers, like attaching to objects. I'm like, that's the magnet. Like that's legit. The magnet. Yep. Tool. <laughs> when uh, Jack so. saw uh, Phoenix starting to climb that wall and they panned out and they showed the horizon with yeah. the cliff. <laughs> Jack was like, that's... Where they got the inspiration. Jack for that. looked at me. I have the, um, I have the print of that wallpaper on the wall. Jack was like, mm-hmm. they just ripped Nintendo off. And he was, he was yelling at me. He was like, I bet Nintendo's not going to let this come out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not exactly how this works, Jack. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo actually put up a trailer of, of Phoenix. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they're very, very excited about this. This is you know, that's that's good. This is filling in. Uh, I think this could potentially fill in a, a, a quite a big gap over there in Nintendo Land. We have uh, so right now, like we have coming from here, we've got the Mario Collection, Mario Kart mm-hmm. Live, Pikmin. That gets us to um, Hyrule Warriors, and yes. then Pokemon DLC. We think. And then to Phoenix Rising, uh, Apex is dropping in here somewhere along the way. There's a few other games that we're still waiting on to be announced. Like still a chance we could get Pokemon Snap this year. Uh, well, I'm not going to say no. Like I said no last week, and it's proved wrong almost instantly. So I'm not going to say no. Quick save default too. I know I'm just clinging to hope know, with our, that game. I want I want some information. That's all I want. Delay or something. I wouldn't say that's out of the question, but yeah, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I guess. I mean, mm. at this point. At this point, if there's any more big games that are out there, I think they can wait. Like, if they wanted to, they mm-hmm. can wait. Because at this point, like, calendar's kind of full. If you make throw in some indies and some other third-party games, like, you're good. Like, we're good until January. Yeah, and yeah. then shortly after that, Mario 3D World comes. Like, we, we've got a really nice little collection of games here to get. So, very, very exciting. Prince of Persia Sands of Time also got announced and remaked. And if you can hear the depression in my voice, it's because... <laughs> That game looks terrible. It looks bad. It looks real bad. And I know they said it's uh, alpha footage, right? Is what they said. And maybe it's from a long yeah. time ago. It's like free alpha footage or but whatever. But the game's coming know. out in like five months. It's like, I, I that game does not look fantastic. Um, anyway, it was not announced for Switch today. However, on the website that they launched, it actually does list the Switch logo. Ooh. So that's leading a lot so of people good. to think that maybe it comes later on Switch. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is safe expectation. And then the last thing that they showed off was, uh, or this is actually the first thing they announced, but the last thing I put on our list was Roller Champions, which is the game they showed off last year. It's like the um, roller derby basketball type game where you you pit each other like three against three. I think it looks okay. I think it's free to play. I think. I don't remember. Um, but it looks okay. I really like roller derby. I think it's a lot of fun. I would love to actually have like a legit roller derby game. I think that sounds... Like really good, not like an EA Sports roller, like a a stylized, fun roller derby, like beat 'em up with like different classes, you know, of, of folks you could build a team with and stuff. I think that sounds fun, but that's not this. 
A Fortnite Switch is coming to Europe. A limited edition Nintendo Switch coming to Europe on October 30th, followed by Australia and New Zealand. You will get uh, you just get a custom dock with off-color gray designs. You also get blue and yellow Joy-Cons with a Fortnite logo. The back of the Switch is dolled up. And you will get Fortnite pre-installed as well as the Wildcat bundle download code and 2,000 V-Bucks. What do you guys think about that? And what do you think about not having it here? Well, first of all, the colors. What yeah. what are those colors? Are they're is that those are University of Michigan colors, which is why those I are would definitely never University of Michigan colors. <laughs> That's what those are. It's so random, and I it's looked not at related it and I was like, to like, ugh. <laughs> I would imagine purple, right? Like two, just like really purple Joy Cons. That would have been know. good. A purple and yellow would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Um, not being in here, that's interesting. Um, do they already have a Fortnite Switch bundle of some kind? Like, it's not it's not like a colored custom Switch, but I they think have they a, do have a bundle. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have a bundle, yeah. but it's not a it's not its own thing. Maybe they just didn't want to overshadow that too. Maybe production's I, an issue. Maybe they didn't think they could production make an issue as well. Yeah, I, I, that was my initial take. Was I think production mm-hmm. issues to launch something like that here in the states with a popular Fortnite? Like, if you can't meet demand. It's probably better. Don't do it. That's the reason why we didn't have a Mario one. We, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, very exciting. Let me check my time here. We're about an hour. We're doing good. Um, Bloomberg report. This came out earlier in the week that Nintendo has increased Switch production by 20%. Nintendo has asked their assembly partners to increase production of the Switch console, targeting as many as 30 million units for this year. The fact that they're releasing all these Mario games and a Zelda game Leads me to believe that's probably a good bet. <laughs> like you're probably mm-hmm. going to sell a lot more switches. So good on Nintendo. I think they're uh, I think they're going to be doing well, especially if they do any Black Friday specials or pack ins or crazy thought if they actually did a price cut. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to our next point. Bloomberg is also reporting that Nintendo has asking several developers. They report several developers have report has confirmed this news with the condition of anonymity telling them that Nintendo has asked them to make their games, quote, 4K ready, mm-hmm. and that a Switch system will launch in 2021, presumably maybe sooner than we expect, I imagine. If they're telling developers to prepare the games, then you got to imagine an announcement and whatnot wouldn't be that far off. My only question about that is why would they be increasing production so much for the model that we currently have so that those are going to be sitting on shelves if we're going to have a new model next year? Because Oh, we can't put them, them on shelves. Yeah. yeah they're going to sell them. They can't keep them on shelves. They're going to sell them. Yeah. Zelda's going to sell them. Mario's going to sell them. The next Mario's going to sell them. Pokemon's mm-hmm. going to sell them because they're going to sell them all. That's why. They want to sell as many <laughs> of the old models as yeah, fast as possible and then announce the new model and then sell it to all the people that bought the old model. I'm doing a bundle this year with Pokemon with the DLC uh, bundled into it and the console. That's that's going to fly off of shelves for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I totally think that's possible. Like, I, Yeah, I think that would make a lot of sense. So we've talked about this a little bit, so I don't want to spend you know 30 minutes on this, but mm-hmm. this is interesting because I have said many times that I am very excited for the next Switch, whatever it is, Pro, a new model. The idea that it's 4K ready really makes me want to say this is Switch 2. Okay. And not Switch Pro. And and I want to qualify that because I I don't think anybody wants to hear this. 
But because of the news, I think it's possible, or there's at least a plausible option, that this could be a console. A TV-dedicated console. Maybe. But just because of the news. Because I think 4K on a portable form is going to be tough. Yeah, um, it is. You're really going to have to crank up the power from where the Switch is. You know, mm-hmm. you're really going to have to crank up the power from where the Switch is to that. That's a big leap. Also, we had like that weird patent of like wireless Joy-Cons. Not, not, not wireless, dockless. Like they didn't have rails. Right. Like they right. were just self, like none, like Wiimotes. They were self-contained. Hmm. So that made me wonder, like, could it be um, a console or as Jabo says in the thing, like maybe a dock console type thing? Like, could it be some sort of device like that? That boosts games really a lot more than what we're currently thinking. Mm-hmm. If it's not, as I see Rebecca, I feel like I can see her going, no, no. then I, I, if it's not that, then I think it's a Switch 2 because that's a big leap. Yeah, I think for um, I, I can get behind a Switch TV if they're saying games are 4K ready because it's only going to be for the dock. And I was thinking like, well, how do they pack into an S- the, those, those cartridges? Like, well, they're, they're just going to have to patch a download or whatever uh, day one. So I, I feel like the physical media can still be interchangeable between this, this new maybe console. They release a, um, maybe they release a higher storage card. We know they have them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you they- can do a higher storage card if you want. Um, I don't think, and if it's a Switch TV console, I don't want it. I, that's, that's not what I'm here to do to play on Switch. My Switch is a handheld machine, and, and the architecture is a handheld. And they promise, I, and I don't know what the partnership is with NVIDIA, um, which I, I, the, the architecture of the Switch is mobile. And I think they're just going to continue that line and milk it out to get as much money as they want. So Switch TV console, I, I don't know, man. So the part of me that wants to say that, and I, I don't want to just keep talking, I'm going to get Rebecca in here, but mm-hmm. the thing that makes me say that is the Shield TV. That's kind of where my, if you're following my logic, that's kind of what I'm, I'm trying okay. to apply what I know to what it could be. If it is a portable machine, then I think you got to call it a Switch 2 because I don't think it's going to be really hard. Like that's a, just a, a huge scale. It's a huge leap. We're talking about games on Switch now, like the Outer Worlds. It's like 510p at six frames a second. We're talking about going to four, 4K. You know, that's a huge leap. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if it was like a Shield TV that you could also maybe use as a dock, but it shared games. Now I see that as an extension of the generation. So I'm trying to kind of offer both ideas, I guess. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like based on what they've said, and I know they say things and then do something else, it doesn't really matter. But um, I, I wouldn't see it being a Switch 2 type of thing. I, I would see it building off of what we currently have, like the first. Um, it would be fully grab. back in Pat, but I think it would be very, very difficult if they made a Switch that could output a 4K TV signal and run, let's say, decent performance, like 4K 30. Or yeah, even, to be honest with you, 1080p 60. If they could yeah. do 1080 or 1440p 60, it's going to be very difficult to scale that game down to the Switch base hardware. Then would we get a new 3DS type thing where we're seeing exclusives? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I don't want that. I know. I think it's more plausible now. If, yeah. if that's the case, if it's going to be that graphical, like upscaling now, and I wonder how NVIDIA is going to work their magic with DLSS. But, I, I, you know, I agree with you, Donnie, that 4K takes a lot. You have to render probably at least 1440p, maybe to 1080p upscale. to upscale. Yeah. Exactly. 
I you can't do that with. I don't know if they can do that with a Tegra X2. That's like I don't know. That's why I look at the Shield TV because you can get the Shield TV 4K with HDR for about 150, 180 bucks. How do, how does the Shield TV work? Exactly? So it's a little console. It's tiny. It's a little console that you yeah HDMI and you plug into your to your TV and it can run like Android games, um, mm. you know, natively and it can scale up to 4K and it's it's Nvidia technology which has already builds the Switch, it's the same chipset. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, what if they do a thing where you can put your Switch in it? It doesn't run off your Switch though, right? Like the game runs off of the the new, like let's say it's a dock. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a dock console. It's a docking station. You can put your Switch on it to charge, but when your Switch is on it, now the console runs the game, right? Like I'm trying to Nintendo it. Like that sounds <laughs> Nintendo. There would be some kind of gimmick. <laughs> it could be about 200 bucks, to make that work, you probably need mm-hmm. different kind of controllers. Or not, you don't need them, but they would release different controllers that come with it, right? That don't slide into the switch. Mm-hmm. And if you did that, it would be about $250, maybe at most. Oh, that would be rough. That would be Xbox One uh, Series S territory now. I know. Um, I'm, I'm every time I price something in my head. I take what yeah. we know, like what I know now is I'm looking at the NVIDIA Shield right now, brand new on Walmart's website for $190. That screams to me that Nintendo's supposed to sell it for $250. And when yeah. it screams to me $250, I add $50 to it because Nintendo's <laughs> going to make more than that. Doesn't, I, doesn't Nintendo usually sell hardware at a loss anyway? They no. don't make their money from hardware. I read somewhere that they, they make their money from software. That they oh, don't. they definitely do, all, but like Nintendo... Never. Nintendo, I don't want to say never. They've done both. To be clear, to answer the question, they've done both. Nintendo typically sells it break-even or a slight profit. Maybe it's For my history, that's why Mm. their prices are always a little high. That's why their tech is always a little less. Because they don't typically, they're not going to take a $100 loss every console sold. No, no. But it's typically... they're not making like it would probably be about equivalent to whatever there there it takes for them to make it. I don't think. And if it's an add-on that could also function as its own system. So like if it's an add-on, like it's a docking station that also mm-hmm. goes to the TV, but you could just use it as a console on the TV if you didn't want portable, right? Let's say you did want portable. Maybe 199 at 199 and you can upscale. I think it I kind of think that sells. Yeah, that does. I think so. I think you at least get people like me, I would buy that. And then people like Rebecca wouldn't. But then you got to think that there's... Breath of the Wild 2 on it exclusively. There's people out there in the world, though, that don't want portables. They would buy that too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This I think I'm, I was shocked to see this news because I think it's sooner than we expect. Like if they're telling devs this now... I, I mean, think if they're telling devs this now, that's not with the expectation that it could come out as early as like the first half of next year or even next year at all. I think they they want to give developers reasonable amount of time to know, okay, this is where what direction we're headed in. Sure. You know, give them the chance mm-hmm. to sure. I mean like games towards that. If they've told devs this now, the last we hear about it is June ish next year, E three ish time. Because that means the that means if they're telling devs this now that means this thing is launching before next fall. Like this isn't a 2022 or 2023 idea. Like this is like they're, if they're letting devs know now and they're asking them to put work in now, it means it's launching next year or they're planning to launch it next year, which means we could get an announcement. They could announce it like game awards. <laughs> they could announce earlier than we expect, especially if it's an add on. 
They won't announce it at the Game Awards. They're not going to announce a uh, new hardware before Christmas. That's a good they point. They want to sell their current hardware. I'm just bringing it up. Like mm-hmm. they could announce it sooner than we think. Like they're they're not beholden to just doing like the typical E3 thing and then fall. Is mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like. Um, I wouldn't like it. Like if it was a TV only console. But if it was 4K ready and $200, I mean, depending on how good it looks, I'll probably get it. I just really want a Switch Pro. I want a better handheld. Yeah. And they could easily make a better handheld. Yeah, they that's, could. That's, that's the issue there. They could so. put an SSD in it, um, upgrade yeah. the CPU, and you add DLS, a chip that can do DLS, and that does a lot. Does that do 4K, though? No, no, it doesn't do 4K. See, that's the, and that's, I don't mind. that's the thing that I'm, that's where I come to the, then it's got to be a Switch 2. Because well, if you've got to do more than things. that, <laughs> I know. You know, like if it is a if it is a handheld and you want it to do more than that, you're talking that's a whole different architecture. That's like a totally different system. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. these developers bothered making their games in 4K for the Switch. If like how many people are going to buy those types of games on Switch? Do these developers find the value in doing that? Because that's going to be expensive for them too. Monster Boy announced the day that the series uh s was was announced that they were upgrading their game to 4k 60 oh my gosh uh, i think but will, it, will these games get switch releases because they have a hard a, time getting them a lot of the scaling so i got two answers a lot of the scaling they already do but the the real answer that i want to give you is i think developers would welcome having more power because that means they could get more ports to switch they can make more money that's my real answer. I think I think a lot mm-hmm. of people would like to have games on Switch, but it's hard to port projects that they have to Switch. Like we see it. The Outer Worlds, I'm gonna oh say it, can't run on Switch. Like it can't do it, right? It's garbage. It, it does, but does it? No, it doesn't. So, like, and where's Doom Eternal? <laughs> well, that I was actually funny you said I was gonna mention Doom Eternal. Will people buy it on Switch 2, whatever you're calling it? If it if it does have that 4K compared to your other places like PS5 and Xbox One, I think more people would. Do you do you think they would find the value in developing that for the Switch with that? Like, do you think they would think enough people would buy it? I think do yes. I think do compared to the cost of it. I think Bethesda will put Doom on anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe Doom's a bad example. <laughs> I understand I, what you're trying to say. Yeah, I do. But I think if if Nintendo could give developers a machine that was a little bit more capable, that could run the the low-end settings of a lot more games, then everybody makes more money. Nintendo makes more money. Developers make more money. They can get more games over there. I do yeah. think Nintendo is getting pressed a little on, like, I think devs have reached what the Switch can do. Like, the Switch can do Fortnite, and it can do Apex, kind of, and it can do Vigor, kind of. But, you know, like, they're getting a little left behind here. They're on the hard end of the polar end of this and then we've seen it it takes a lot to get games up for switch it takes a lot of development now if you could give them a little more resources i would actually argue that maybe it'd be a lot easier to like if they could if they could fix the storage and the cpu it'd be a lot easier on devs to port and upgrade their stuff they could mm-hmm. do it faster they wouldn't have to hire a port studio right. that specializes in cutting games to pieces yeah, to do it. elbow grease in there yeah <laughs> yeah i hear you that that does make sense but um 
yeah, so uh, listeners, I'd love to hear what you think. If you guys want to come to our Discord, psvg.blog slash Discord, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are to my thoughts because I said I'm trying to come at it at all angles. I'm not trying to say, like, I think I know what it is. I'm just trying to give you mm-hmm. different options. If it is a brand new portable that you do what you we usually what we do now, I think that's a switch too. That's a whole different system. If it's not a whole different system and they're looking to extend the gen, then some sort of docking switch TV something or another has got to be a thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I will say this final point because I, I, I often reiterate it. If they're going to do like a switch TV that doesn't dock, like it's a separate thing, it's its own thing, they've got to fix their cloud save stuff. Like we've got to quit having these games that don't do it and they don't support it. And like they've got to get that done. Because if you're going to do the switch, because at the same, because if they did a console only thing, my argument with this the whole time is that it's still the switch you're just switching from like which user profile you're, you're jumping for, right? Mm-hmm. Like you play on this machine on the TV, but you play on this machine on the go. But to do that, you need like, I think you need like synchronized cloud saves like Xbox. Like automatic. automatic. That's just like though. ready to go. If yeah. you don't have a future like that, it will be very disappointing. And they've got it now, but it's for 85% of games. And sometimes you have to manually do it. And sometimes you have to check, you know, like it needs to be better, I think. But knowing Nintendo, it won't be. And I'll be the... I'll be that dude, that dunce sitting there manually transferring saves from one machine to the other. I'm not even lying. All, like all 200 switch games. We were talking to like, we were talking about like how much we would expect more from Nintendo, but we all still bought Mario. If this was the case, if that was the reality, would I do it? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm totally that dude. I'd give the money for the, for the right to bounce saves from one machine to the other and back and forth. Gosh. That's God, that sounds awful. I hate admitting that, but. It is true because I want to play Hyrule Warriors like beautifully. I want to play Breath yeah. of the Wild too. Yeah, I want to play it in 4K. Are you kidding me? Yes, it would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Rebecca, let's get to some Shack questions. Yeah, Carlos actually has a question that's kind of related to what we were just talking about. He wants to know: Do you think the limited time availability of Mario 3D All Stars? And Super Mario 35 might be related to this rumored Switch Pro because it's expiring at the end of March, which could be when we get some kind of new one. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, But I think um, it would be nice if they had a Switch Pro going out later that year to have that special edition Super Mario All-Stars. But I truly, though, the only re- uh, and I think this this has got to be the only reason why they're delisting it. They're going to sell it separately. They're going to sell it digitally. They're going to probably put Super Mario Galaxy 2 in there in the, in the ether as well. Let, in the me, store. let me cut you off here. He did clarify um, his train of thought for asking the question. He wants to know with a more powerful console, they could revamp their Switch online system and include more systems, including the Wii for a higher mm-hmm. price. That's why I disagree with Carlos. Mm-hmm. The Switch system as it is is not held back um, capability-wise. It can run right. Wii games and GameCube games and 64 games. Those can run on Switch, no problem. Those are fine, uh, especially if you're not upgrading any of them. Like, if you're just running them natively, those are totally where You put Dolphin on Switch, like, those will totally work. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that's why. I understand why he's asking it, although I think, I think Rebecca and I might disagree here on this point. I don't think the existence of Mario 3D All-Stars stops them from adding those games to the online service. And I don't think adding the games to the online service stops people from buying all-stars. I think, I, I, I think you could do, you could do the 3d all-stars now and then add them to the Nintendo switch online. 
later. Like you, you're going to sell what you're going to sell mm-hmm. now. Like let's say that it wasn't limited, right? Let's say March 30th, they're like, ah, we're going to keep selling them all year. But today, you know, Mario 64 is on the Nintendo Switch online service. I, de- I do think, I understand that some people would be like, well, I'm not going to buy the game. I just don't think there's millions of people like that. I think there are millions of people that want the collection and then they would also play the Nintendo Switch online or they would pick and choose. But I, I, I think it's kind of a wash. Right. So that's what I'm trying to say. I don't think it's like a, a major threat to the game. I don't think mm-hmm. a game that's going to sell 14 million is suddenly going to sell four because they put the ROM up. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's um, related either. We talked last week about why we think. Um, the <laughs> I'm sorry. You said last week and I just re- reminded myself I bought two. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Digital and physical, they got and you. Donnie. That's exactly why, because of got you. That. That's why. <laughs> right, but like, even if they were like, and it'll come to Nintendo Switch Online later, I still would have bought you. <laughs> yeah, you would have bought it though. My You're logic wouldn't have changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin wants to know: since Nintendo is releasing the 3D Mario games in a collection, is it possible we'll see more of that? Maybe a Metroid collection. That would be my hope. Give, give me a Metroid Prime trilogy. Hopes for. HD trilogy still live uh, out there. What would you? Okay, all right. Let's 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 upset some folks. Let's <laughs> upset them. What if they announced a Metroid trilogy that wasn't the Prime trilogy? Oh okay. gosh. Give me Prime One. Give me Super Metroid. Give me pick any other two D game. I was gonna say, what if they did like a? Ooh, that's a good question. I was gonna say Samus Returns and Other M, but they're like remastered. I think people would be pissed. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Samus Returns is awesome. I loved it on 3DS. It's yeah. great. Oh, it's great on 3DS. It's a but great that, game. Yeah, you got to remember, that's a remake. So we'd be getting a remake of a remake pretty much back to back. We haven't had Metroid since then. Sure. Oh, I said, <laughs> let's make people mad. I'm just, I'm throwing this out in the ether, right? Like, I'm just that's throwing it injury, all right? Right. Like, <laughs> Well, it's interesting because they didn't do a Pikmin collection when they could have. That's true. Or like uh, what was like the one of the DS games, like Prime Hunters or something? Yeah, that was one or of them. Or Fusion? What if they did like fusion. a Fusion remake? What if it was all Fe- 2D? Federation Force. What if they did a 2D <laughs> Zelda or a 2D Metroid collection? Oh, that would be fun. Let's do... It's like Samus Returns. Samus Returns. You got to have Super Metroid. There's no Metroid collection without Samus Super Returns, Metroid. Super Metroid, and Fusion. All remastered fusion. collection together. Yeah, <laughs> that I'd, would be really popular. I'd buy that. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'd probably buy that before Prime because at this point, like I've got Prime on like four different things. Like, so my thing with Prime, and I know I've said this before, but we have a lot of new listeners now. I think than a hundred episodes ago, I'm not interested in Prime trilogy unless it looks great. If and they show me some Mario Galaxy type port efforts, I'm going to be like, stick it. I'm not buying that game again. I've bought that game like seven times. It worries me because if they're not enhancing, um, I shouldn't say enhancing, giving the Mario remakes that proper HD shine, Mm -hmm. why would they do it for Metroid? That's been my concern the whole time. They're like, here's Metroid collection. It's just straight ports. And it looks like a Wii game. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be so mad. That's the day that I actually start getting real furious. That's probably more reasonable I know. Than, than actual remakes and HD ports. Might as well just get that dolphin, get that emulation. Because going. if you, and here's the other thing, because that makes sense with the Joy Cons and motion controls. Because if you don't do that, then you've got to like redo a lot of that game, like Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, that's been my issue with that whole game. Like, if they're going to do it, I'm all for it, but they need to do a proper remake. Like a full-blown HD, it yep. looks gorgeous, I've got to have it remake. And that game would look beautiful. Oh, it would look great. Even with the environments in that game are just, oh, yes. Yep. Yep. All the neon and everything. If they just brighten it up and all that. Oh, it would look so good. Yeah. 100%. Um, considering what we were just talking about with uh, 3D All-Stars, um, how much of a remake is it? Uh, Paul wants to know, I'm in a financial hole right now due to the continued beatdown of 2020. Should I go just a bit deeper for 3D All-Stars? No, not if you're in a hole. No. Yeah. Don't, don't make yourself buy things that you don't need if, yeah, especially, if you're in a financial yeah, hole. Especially if you're stressed. You shouldn't, video games shouldn't give you stress. They shouldn't add to your stress. Mm-hmm. If you're having a hard time, you know, with funds, like I say that all the time with people are like, you know, like I can't afford a $500 console. It's like, well, you probably but shouldn't be in video games right now. Like, like don't buy it. Video games are not a cheap hobby. Point, especially if you've played these three games before. You know, if you, you're in the market for one game this, good point, this holiday, yeah. you've already played these, pick a different $60 game. And it's so sad for Paul here that this is a limited time release. Exactly. <laughs> That's it's so exactly sad. Put it on your Christmas list, Paul. Like start hitting up mom and dad, aunts and uncles, best friends. Be like, birthday's coming up. There's, there's so many people <laughs> like that who are struggling right now. And, you know, to make them say, okay, you have to get this. Exact, like, not that you have to, but if you no, want you it. Do. It's your chance. No, they are saying you have to get it by March 30th. If you don't, you're bones. So rough. It's just. It is sad. And I don't like that. Just sell your PlayStation 4. (laughs) Trade. Dude, trade trade everything you can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Trade Smash Brothers. Get the Mario 3. Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) Don't. No, don't listen to Donnie. All right. You ain't trading in Smash Brothers. If you have a copy of Xenoblade 2, trade that thing in and get the Mario collection. (laughs) Trade in Deadly Premonition 2. Oh, my gosh. If you can get anybody to give you anything for it, go ahead. Be my guest. Three cents at GameStop. Um, GameStop's going to be like, uh, you actually owe us money now. We'll dispose of this for you. 20 bucks? To pick that up. Um, Let's end on a lot of people, um, probably uh, since the new listeners might not know this already, Jason Lee wants to know, how did each of you end up as hardcore Nintendo fans? Did we already answer this question? Who cares? Okay, sounds good. We answered it long ago. You guys go ahead. I mean, I started out as as a Nintendo fan just with Pokemon and in SNES with uh, you know Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country is one of my faves. Um, and then, like, I guess when it hit around uh, 2006-ish when um, the Xbox 360 came. I was kind of a little bit of downhill. I liked Wii a lot just for Smash Brothers and Mario Galaxy was a big thing as well. I did not get a Wii U. I was not very big on on that, but I'm very much into the handheld space. Um, but yeah, ever just since the beginning, I've been a Nintendo fan one way or another. And maybe not ho- like every franchise, but definitely one franchise or another. I've been I've been a hardcore fan. For me, I was three years old when I got a hand-me-down Super Nintendo from my cousin with um, some games, one of them being A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since then, Zelda has been the the hook to get me to buy each new console. And I have had every new console uh, for Nintendo since then. Every time a new Zelda game comes out, get the new console. Um, found other franchises I loved along the way. Um, Pokemon was another big one. Um, I saw the anime um, when mm-hmm. I was... I think in like preschool or kindergarten. You know, that's on Netflix now. 
And it, yeah, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I've rewatched a few episodes. I'm like, what were we watching? <laughs> Is it bad now? I haven't seen it since. It, no, no, I love it so much. It's just so crazy. It's just out. <laughs> I mean, cringy. It's bad. Well, it's about that show hooked five year old me, and I um, immediately wanted to keep watching it. I found out there was a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a Game Boy Color, Pokemon Blue, and that's how I've been following the handhelds ever since. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the things we do on our Patreon feed is we have a show called DLC, where typically every month I, I sit down with a staff member and we walk them through our history. I have a whole episode about that, about myself on there that I've done with Devin, that if anybody wants to listen to, they can go and get all the details. But um, uh, I had, a, I think I had a, like a, a troubled rough bringing to say it lightly, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't have like stuff. I didn't have a lot of stuff. That's a good way of putting it. Definitely not video games, and um, I was always fascinated by video games completely always loved video games i think from the moment i can remember like as early as like four or five i would just go to friends houses that had them and i was totally like that rude ass kid that would show up on your birthday and start playing your video games and not even partake in your birthday like you were one of those i was one of those kids i was totally just like look i'm here to can i just can i just get this just, controller just real get quick? a getaway yeah i mean i just loved it and um so i often a lot of my childhood memories are often of me when i did get video games they're often like uh, I was always, I always joked that I was like a gen behind. I think I got like an NES in like 1995 or six, <laughs> and I got like a Super Nintendo a couple years later. And I think around like 1999, I had like an N64. It wasn't really until I got to high school that I actually jumped in with people and was playing games like around the same time, GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because uh, my mom, at the time when I lived with my mom, um, before like Fosterums and stuff, I was getting stuff like pawn shops and 20 bucks and yard sales. And that's how I was getting video games. So I never had portables. That's another thing I always say. I never, I didn't, I'm not that Nintendo fan. I never grew up with portables. 3DS, my first Nintendo portable. So I have like a huge missed history with all of that stuff. Um, Zelda Ocarina of Time is probably that game for me. I had a cousin that had Ocarina of Time and I stayed with my aunt and uncle that year, um, for the summer. And, um, and uh, yeah, he had Ocarina of Time and I sat next to him and I used to, uh, he had a guide that he printed out um, like at the library and I would be like his guide. So I would sit there and funnel through all the guide and I would highlight all the things and tell him all the rooms while he played. Mm-hmm. So actually like the first time I played Ocarina of Time, I actually didn't really play it. I watched somebody play it. And then when he beat it, he let me play my own profile. And then I played Ocarina of Time and that's when I was like, I want a 64. And then I eventually got a 64 sometime later. I have no idea. So like my time with all the times and everything are a little, a little hard because it's like, I remember when I was playing 64 but when I was playing 64, I think other people were playing like PS2. <laughs> it was like, yeah. you know, I was always like a gin, a gin and a half behind. Um, so, but ever since then, ever since my 64, because um, I carried my 64 around with me from like foster home, foster home, parents' house to uncle's house and stuff like that. And then I got my own GameCube. I traded in my 64 to get GameCube. And uh, I got my GameCube and had that forever and I traded in my GameCube, get a Wii. I actually was smart when I got my Wii. Um, I got a credit card, my first credit card. I bought two Wii's and I sold one, totally scalped one to pay for my other one. Wow. So I bought two for $500. I sold one for $500, paid off the credit card and got my Wii. And that's when Scalper Donnie. That's when it started. <laughs> and that's when it all started. Um, and then, yeah, I had my Wii for years and uh, I didn't get a 360 until the Wii. And then, um, yeah, and then mm-hmm. Wii U. I was there, Wii U with my, my daughter. Um, when she was four, we were there like day it opened. She still remembers. We have videos and everything from that day. So like we're all on the Wii U and obviously the switch. 
than the rest of this history. So that's like the abridged version. Sorry, it's like six minutes, but if you want more of that, there's a lot more of that out there for folks that want to support the show. You get all kinds of stuff on the backlog, and you guys will have to sit in that hot seat at some point too. So don't yeah. don't think you're getting out of it. <laughs> that, that day's coming, or I come knocking on the door like, "Hey, <laughs> you got a couple hours?" Bye. Um, that's going to do it for us this week here on the Nintendo Shack. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. hope you guys are excited about Hyrule Warriors. Once again, final plug, Decade of Horror out this Saturday. You can already go subscribe to the feed. We have a, a little intro show there that can tell you what the show is about. So if you like the scary movies and you're ready for October, Halloween, definitely go do that. Uh, you follow Rebecca over on Twitter at Forrest Minish. You can follow Garrett over on Twitter at Bland Explosion. For those of you who follow the show for a long time, you may not know that I have changed my name to Eat the Hype. So you can follow me over there. And this week has been all the Ooh. hypes. This has been such a great week for me. I'm across the board, I'm, I'm living it up. So hopefully you guys are too. And uh, until next week, we'll catch you again. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye.